You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag is the hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rin Rararin Von Dindajarin. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, what? Just having a night. You having a hell having of a time? A, yep. Yeah. Bruins won today. Sure did. I don't know how the Celtics yeah, how you- are doing. Listen, I'm not I'm not Floyd Mayweather who tells everybody what they bet on and then tells yeah, right, them, you know, right. how, how well he did only when he wins. But I did have a hunch that Brad Marchand was going to score the first goal of the game, and he did. And he did. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'll take that to the bank, to baby. The bank. <laughs> so, love it. You love to see it. You love to see it. You're going to lose the rest of it probably tonight or tomorrow. That's the beauty of gambling right there. In That's the why he keep, keeps you coming back, right? Yes, Never it sure done. does. It sure does. Uh, right. To say we have a lot to get to would be a gross misjustice of the truth. So let's get be, right into yeah. it. I was trying to come up with like the saying we have a lot to get to would be an insult to a lot of things you got to get to. On <laughs> on the docket that wasn't cumbersome at all to say no. oh no. cumbersome good track there a little seven mary three it's a good song ah fucking rips dude i've been going down these these music rabbit holes i told you how i'm i'm now all in on apple music yeah i don't care where you get your music but basically like you can stream nonstop. once someone says yeah. you can listen to anything you want whenever you want your life becomes a lot easier to deal with and it blows your mind because sure you're like does. where do i go then like but then my ADHD, I'm like, I listen to this song and I'm like, well, now I gotta hear another band. Now I gotta hear another band. Now I gotta hear another band. I'm like, yeah, it's it like kicks you off. Like you start thinking about like other songs I listen to, or I had a mix CD with this on it and this other song was on it. I was listening to some like glass jaw the other day. Oh, I went yeah. way far down. Yeah. I haven't heard Taproot in a while, but I was in yeah. on Taproot over the weekend. I also uh but I'm telling you, like there's certain ones that just put you in a place. And our junior year basketball warm-up track was Jurassic Five. It's so I put old Jurassic Five just pff, takes me right there, mm-hmm. takes me right there. Uh, I got vetoed by the way. I wanted all like death metal for the warm up, and they said no. They, they like, said no. No, can't do like, that. We're trying to shoot, just trying to get a sweat going, just trying to warm up a little bit. We don't need to be, you know, raging <laughs> out this hard. But Ryan, some dork news to share with everybody. Yeah, it appears as though, and this hasn't been finalized, I don't believe, but Adam Driver looks like he is going to be Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Uh, whenever they make this Fantastic Four film, what do you think of that casting? See, I, I don't mind it. I think he's a good, I mean, 
you they've proven time and again you can be a really good actor and still do these kinds of things that are kind of fun so um dude's at the height of his game reed richards has got to be a very important character moving forward and they must be paying him out the ass Mm -hmm. so that's my my assessment is that they probably came to the table like we will give you this much money or this many points on every movie you're in i done deal yeah i don't mind it i do think uh yeah, he's a great actor. I wonder how he's going to fit it with this. I think just as important, though, is the chemistry between he and Sue Storm, between he and uh, Johnny, and between he and uh, Ben Grimm. Like, those four, clearly, need mm-hmm. to have really good rapport. So, like, he, if he's good on a one-off, like, okay, so be it. And I also wonder, is he get, what's, what's he going to sound like? Is he just going to sound like Adam Driver? Is he going to sound like Kylo Ren? Is he going to sound like... Because Mr. Fantastic's one of the smartest people in the entire MCU, so and pretty charismatic too. It, yeah, it's that, not as it's not as arrogant as Strange or Tony Stark, but he has like that little bit of swagger to him, mm-hmm. which is nice. And can go toe to toe with those guys like no problem. Yeah, and he can stretch out. And as uh, Brody in Mallrats asked Stan Lee once, does everything stretch? Yeah, I'm told that four inches is enough. It's plenty. <laughs> it's not so what, maybe how he doesn't long. have to yeah it's how you use um it. no but i think it's going to be important for spider-man too moving forward because isn't reed richards and peter parker cross paths many many oh, times yeah well not only that but if you figure robert downey jr is either done or like close to done yeah you know, whatever and like chris evans is done or close to done and like some of these like characters are getting phased out or the actors i should say are getting phased out if you're just now casting Reed Richards, he should probably be in like eight movies. Yeah. Um, I still think, and I hold on to I know I've said this several times on the podcast, but when they do Ironheart, I think there needs to be something where Tony Stark uploaded all of his consciousness to like an AI just in case. Yeah, and he is the voice of Riri Williams' suit. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And it'll be like quippy, and he'll like be making fun of her the whole time that she's doing yeah. things incorrectly. I think yeah. that would be rather nice, but I would that'd be good. That'd be really good. That's mm-hmm. a, definitely a possibility on that. So, uh, yeah, let us know. I feel like this was polarizing. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast, and uh, I feel like half the people were like, Oh, yeah, Adam Driver would be great at this. Half the people are like, Yeah, he's good, but I don't really like him as this character. So, we shall see. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, one of your most highly anticipated movies of the uh, year, came out this weekend. Did you get a chance to see it? Not yet. Me neither. Me neither. Got to see I'm it. I'm going to see it. Yep. On Roddy T's right now, 84% critics, 81% audience. But I would say on a horror movie, anytime critic score is like above 75, chances are it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I don't always trust the the critics, but I'm just saying like if even they like the horror movie, that's typically a good sign. And I yeah, and it from just everything that we've seen of it, it looks horrifying and (laughs) but there you could tell there is room for funny things in there yeah because it's so dark and so gory and so weird that yes yeah i'm looking forward to it based strictly off the trailer it looks like the scariest movie in like years so right uh yeah i'll try to i'll try to see it i forget if we have something lined up for next week or not or if we should postpone it maybe do evil dead next week maybe let's both see it and then make that call there you go that's probably what we should do. I did see the movie Ghosted, which is currently streaming on Apple Plus. You're shaking your head. Did you see it? Not yet. So it's Ana de Armas and Chris Evans. Just beautiful people being the beautiful movie. people together. 
Beautiful People, the movie. So it's a rom-com, but you can't really have rom-coms anymore, just straight out rom-coms for some reason. So they need to be doing action things, action adventures. They need to get shot at. They need to shoot guns. Up the stakes a little bit. So I'll tell you this. I probably would give it like a three and a half, but only because of who was in it. Like if you just put two jabronis and had the same script, you have z- you have zero interest in it. Like it's yeah. solely because it's on Adarmus and it's Chris Evans. And minor spoiler, I'll give you a minor spoiler because you're not going to watch it anyway. Or if you are, this won't bother you. There's some other cameos too. Like there's some big time famous people that aren't in the movie very long. So that kind of thing we're like, oh yeah, ha ha ha. And I don't know, it's it's cheese. Like the dialogue stinks. Like some of the dialogue is bad. But I'd probably go three and a half. It's bad. I had like no expectation for it and it was, it's free and they're both great so it's i get i probably go three and a half it's mindless it's just one of those things you in and out of in a half hour and a half no it was well if you chop off the end of the credits it's like an hour 49 okay so it probably could have been even less but it says the runtime's like 159 but it's not it's like 149 probably good i'm getting blamed for your spoilers now in the chat <laughs> yeah listen there's cameos i didn't say anything I was me. You I haven't Davey, even seen the movie. Davy Spoilers is a better nickname than Keith Spoilers. Or Richie Spoiler. Spoiler. Keith. Yeah, I guess. Spoiler Keith. That stinks. Davy Anything is way better. It's way better. Yeah. Way better. Uh, the Boogeyman had another trailer. This movie comes out June 2nd. This also looks kind of creepy. I Yeah. I'm. It looks hopefully... Um, Stephen King? I'm hopeful. Yeah. This is this is okay. creepy. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of TV shows. Oh. and I, Like I've said every week, I'm up to my hog in TV shows. I have so many that i'm watching a few that i know you're not watching like succession but the ones that we're both watching uh what did you think of the first two episodes of barry oh super intense really really good yeah i'm looking forward to watching it right after this yeah that show is and this is the last season right season four barry mm-hmm. they've also found a way to like their supporting characters are so goddamn good oh, and stakes um, we don't know what's going to happen with the show because you said they've said that this is the last season so yeah all bets yeah. are off. All Does Barry survive the season? Probably not. No, I don't think so. Now, you said you heard an interview with Bill Hader where he was like, don't worry, there's going to be some laughs. Yeah. And there were some, but like, I think it's still going to be pretty dark or like serious. Yeah. I mean, what's her name? Her, um, I forget the, the, Al- forget the Al- girlfriend. Yeah. Sally. She was Sally. her interaction with like her mother, like this boyfriend just is a serial killer and she's like trying to talk to her about it and she's like you're raising your voice yeah holy smokes yeah that was wild but it you was, can see uh, why sally's the way sally is based on oh yeah and i was uh i was chuckling sometimes but it wasn't like uh um like as christopher this, says <laughs> like haha i'm kind of scared like, yeah, yeah and there's a lot going on i still once in a while i'll watch the when he goes to get the guy at the house and he winds up being like a taekwondo master and he like oh my crushes God. the guy's windpipe. I still think about that every once in a while and just laugh. That was one of the first the guy coming. Wasn't that one of the first episodes he directed it? I yes. Think. And yeah. he directs every episode this season. Right. Hater's crazy. Like what a, crazy. what a great show. Right. Uh so yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. But I got off with an absolute bang. Uh Dave, pretty good. This was probably the weakest of the episodes, however. Our girl was in it. Yeah. Uh, Taylor. Mishak. Mishak. Yep. So she wasn't in the first three episodes. Allie's she was back. Allie. So she was in this episode. 
So it was good. Uh, the first three were like next level. The first three were all like six out of six episodes. This one was oh, like yeah. good. But Dave, him's the character, still continuing to bat a thousand with his weekly love interests. Oh my god! Oh, this girl's great. Yeah, and photog- um, photographer. By the way, she's holding. I, I could just be. First of all, the the way she was holding the cameras, like there's no way you're seeing the pictures you're taking. And she had her she had her hand on like the focus ring and like kept like moving it. Like stop it or shit Put the wrong way. Yeah, or shit or shit. But not, the photos aren't even usable. You know why this was the weakest episode of the season so far? Why is that? He didn't rap. No, he didn't. Gator did. Oh. He still have peeing on girls, but that was about it. That was actually kind of funny. Our guy Gator. <laughs> Gator loves us. Big fan. Yeah. And you're usually one episode ahead of me. Did you also watch this week's Yellow Jackets already? Yes. Yes. What'd you think? Um, they're clearly setting something up. It's just kind of taking a little too long. So I disagree with you on episode four. So I've I'm not I haven't seen the fifth one, but the fourth yeah. one. I actually really liked, and I think that there was a couple of big reveals. I won't say what they were, but there was a couple of like things that we didn't know that happened in that episode. So I I like it a lot. Like one, well, I don't want to even get into it, but good. Like I thought it was pretty good. I just need to know what's going on in the woods. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that is now more important than what's current. Like you need to do more of that, more wood stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still a good ping pong back and forth, but like there was someone who you know who came back. Oh shit! But what's going on <laughs> with that character? I could be talking about anybody. I That's could be talking about anybody. Right I know now, you but, could be, but that yeah. you just kind of fucked us. I'll have to. I'll edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> out of those three right now, which is your current favorite, Barry, Dave, and Yellow Jackets? Uh, probably Dave. Dave is hitting a higher, the highest batting average. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Dave's crazy. I just I love yellow jackets. Oh, one thing I do, (laughs) one thing I do like is uh, in yellow jackets, you get Christina Ricci and Elijah Wood in a bunch of scenes Mm -hmm. together, and that's gonna be pretty cool for them. Like they've both been they're like both child actors. They've been in the game for a fucking long time, and the shit they're doing is pretty sweet. So you know, every time, every time I see them on screen together, you know what my thought is. If she were standing on his shoulders, they could probably look me in the eye. <laughs> yeah, they're not super tall. No, they're oh. tiny people. No, no I think she's true. she's five one and he's like five three. Yeah, he she might even be five on the nose, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, not, yeah. Pretty much, I I am a big fan. Of mm-hmm. Put it right in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could. All right, right. Let's get to this. It's time for Davy's video game. This this will take less than a minute, I promise you. So, I didn't mention last week. God of War now has the new game plus, which I'm about about to try. I did mention that. So, um, so that's pretty interesting. I tried to I tried to get back into it just to see like what it was like. I completely forgot how to play that game. Mm -hmm. The controls are airtight. They're so good, but they're kind of unique. So you you've been playing different games with different like I've been playing Resident Evil Four and PGA Tour. So like my controls are so. Yeah, not right. Messed up. Um, It's really hard. I would say, I mean, you ask me all the time, you're like, how do you play all these games? I think that's the hardest thing about it is remembering how to play all of these games. Yeah, no, that's definitely for me. I mean, is uh, I'm like, all right, I got to at least finish and beat this game because I have like my mind is wrapped around the controls of this game and this game only. And so like the ping pong back and forth is tough. 
I think I can keep three in my head straight. Yeah. That's a lot. Which is, yeah. Um, But speaking of controllers and controlling things, so I downloaded the new Street Fighter VI demo, which you can get on any console now. You can play as this uh, character that introduced late last in uh, Street Fighter V, character Luke, who's like become kind of like a fan favorite in terms of like competitive play and all that stuff. Mm, Okay. um, And Ryu, so Ryu, you can still you can play as both of them. And one wow. of the coolest things that they've introduced is they've introduced um, this new control system. So basically, all of the special inputs that you used to have to do, you don't have to do them anymore. So it's become like a Smash Brothers set of controls where like you have, so if I'm holding the controller like this, so like X or on, what is it on? It's X on a... No, it's oh, a. On, uh, so like, so, yeah, 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 so like, yeah. so like the bottom would be, so like, sorry, so like around the bottom would be like weak, medium, strong attacks, and the top button, the triangle button, is like your special attack. So you don't have okay. to do special inputs anymore. Yeah. But it's interesting because it actually, you get less moves, so you can do less things. Mm. So the trade-off is like it's harder to control, but you get full customization, and the other one you don't. So it's kind of like it's. I know Street Fighter fans are going to be completely split on this, and I already see yeah. you shaking your head like, no, give me the old. Give yeah. me the old quarter circle punch. <laughs> I think so like, for me. Give me, me yeah. give me the old stuff. I don't it's like hard to, yeah. yeah, it's hard to do too. But if you're if you're a player who plays a lot of Smash, plays a lot of even mm-hmm. Tekken, like it it make probably will make more sense to you. Okay. Down the road. But that was the most interesting thing I found, plus the the graphics and like the intros they do. So it was cool. Like you pick out your two characters. And then they do like a thing where they like walk down the tunnel like together and it oh, says like cool. versus. So they're yeah, like yeah, looking yeah. at each other and like cracking their knuckles and stuff. So that was actually pretty cool. But I like that. if you haven't picked up that demo yet, uh, check it out. It's cool. All right. Very good. That's it. That's it for me, man. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan. Yeah. Very appreciate that. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Topic is your time. Hmm? I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today it is the Mandalorian season three. It ran on Disney+. Plus eight total episodes uh like every other season so now 24 total episodes in the mandalorian we will begin as we do with all of our tv and movie reviews spoiler free mandalorian season three ryan did you like it sure yeah 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 it's great wow great it's not great great it's good it's good i mean it's i look forward to it every week i like it i I like it a lot well I like the man. I like the idea a lot. I like the Mandalorian a lot. Sure. I like Star Wars. A did lot. you find yourself every week being like, "All right, I'm. It's Wednesday. Like, I'm excited to watch it." Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and it's one of the ones where so my little uh, little peek behind uh, my curtain, if you will, a little little peek up my skirt. There is, you go. Let me see it. Uh, we have. I have that thing. Do the dragon's lair down mm-hmm. here where I'm in currently where I'm sitting right now. Yes. I also have the big, the old big Haas TV in front of me, and I have the surround sound system. And then, like upstairs in the family room, we have like what was like my original like big screen TV, which is smaller than this one, no surround sound. And that's where like me and my wife will watch shows that we watch together, which aren't many, but those are the ones we watch together. Or like you know, if I'm eating lunch, maybe I'll watch something up there. Long story short, Mandalorian's one of those I gotta watch it down here because it sounds fucking awesome. It's Star Wars, it's in the Dolby Atmos and it cranks. And so, like, I always look forward to it for that. I think it it adds to the the whole enjoyment of that show. But at the same time, there were a few episodes where you're like, 
all right, well, let's get them next week. You know, <laughs> probably could have watched that one upstairs. Yeah, right. I, I, I would have been fine on watching it on my phone. Yep. Uh, no, but like it, you definitely could have had the same enjoyment somewhere else because like it was, I don't know, like there were a lot of complaints and we, we would hit on it briefly here and there throughout uh, the last two months that it was on. I Even if you liked it, and I hope that you did, you know, if people out there, let us know in the chat too, by the way, we're going to get to our scores coming up. Even if you liked it, there's no way you liked it as much as the first or second season. I hope not. I don't I don't know how unless it's yeah. just unless you're like recency bias and then some because even I who am recency bias rich can can see the fact that one and two and so I looked this up so thanks to the dudes remember the dudes that did all the legwork and they found all of our old episodes and they 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 uh put they well, we posted, scored everything yeah they posted yep. what the ratings were so do you even remember off the top of your head what we ranked or uh scored season one and season two uh five and a halfs for me both so we actually had the same scores for each season one we both gave a five and season two we both gave a five and a half so yeah you're you're pretty close and i think that's probably right like i think the first one was good but there was a couple of like there was you know an episode or two where like all right not really much happened or kind of slow kind of whatever Season two, I like so much more. Season two is the Ahsoka Tano episode, which is one of my favorite of the entire series. Yeah. Um, rivaled only rivaled only with the Cad Bane episode of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Boba Fett and Obi-Wan were two shows that had a couple of really cool things. Most shit. Yeah. Whereas, and then you have like Andor, which, which was good. almost all great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, this is clearly the weakest of the of the three. What did you make of? And I, I usually ask the story, but I guess like the stories that sort of took place this season. Um, so the main track I think is still is still really good. It's still really solid. Like where they're going with this, how the Mandalorians come and go, and like what they're getting them back together in a sense under one flag is kind of the main storyline, right? And then you have these things like there were some other stories that were kind of cool. And ones that were really stupid. Yeah. And so I think that's what hurt it. And there's like, we'll get to it, but there's one glaring thing. And if you look at the the episodes, there's one glaring thing, one standout. They're like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hurts. Of just, you, yeah. When there's only eight episodes, you know, if you do this, like the first couple seasons of uh, Daredevil, not that there was really a bad episode, but they were like 13 episodes. So yeah. if you have like one shit episode and 12 good to great, you can overlook it. But when there's only eight, like that one stands out even more. And the one that we're talking about is also the longest episode of the oh eight. God, was it ever? Which was, yeah, both literally and just like feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, I agree with you on that. The The action there were times where it was really, really good. Like it was some of the like really good star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then there was some stuff that was just like really silly. Yeah. And didn't the tone was kind of all off this season. And I know that sounds fart sniffy, but like, no, I hear you. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it. when We break down the episodes, but like yeah. there was several tones here that we could have gone <laughs> with. And it was like week to week. And even like halfway through the episode, like this is either really fucking silly. And then yeah. it got really serious. You know, yeah. so yeah. be andor, don't be andor. Be andor or be, I don't know, yeah. what's a kitty or kitty one? You get what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. A uh, question in the chat: The Dragon's Lair. So I have a split level house, so like half the house is downstairs, half the house is upstairs. Is how I look at it. So this is down. The Dragon's Lair is in the basement. In the basement. Yeah. It's always nice and cool down here. 
Um, Dragons like like it cool. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, it's just got something to do with the blood. <laughs> uh, comedy? Did you laugh? Was there there were a couple couple of couple of chuckles? I guess I'll tell you what. My children laughed at one thing, and they won't stop laughing. Or two things, and they won't stop laughing about it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I guess that's. Good. I don't know if it's a spoiler to tell you what they are yet. I don't know either. Yeah, sorry, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I will say the connection to the Star Wars universe was pretty strong in mm-hmm. this. And I think when you talk to several different fans of The Mandalorian, you're not going to get everybody to agree on whether they want it to be its own isolated show completely or if they want it to be a show that ties in very directly with the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. You can make a good case for both in all seriousness. And I, me personally, I like the connections. Now, I don't think every character needs to be related to the same five characters. Like, I don't think that needs to be the case. But if you're in a universe where certain things are going on, I don't know, you can mix in a reference or two. Like, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I think that's, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And so some of the episodes in this season that did that, I actually really liked. So I, no complaints from me when it comes into tying in other characters or other storylines. And I think what this does too is there are those tie-ins that you get that are right in your face, and then there are some that are more subtle. Yes. We got a, we got a couple subtle ones this season too, which I really. Uh, if you're a fan of just everything Star Wars, then you you're a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, that little tiny crumb that they give you, and we'll ca- talk about a couple of those, obviously. But yeah. Um, yeah, but then some bigger cameos that you're. If yeah. you just know the name Star Wars, you're going to know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you have anything else spoiler free, what is your hashtag dork score for season three? It's a four and a half. So I went back and forth on this. I hemmed and hawed, and then I hawed and hemmed. It pains me to say it. Four. Okay. It's like the strongest of the fours. I'm sure there's not going to be any four shows better than that. It'll be at the high end of the four. But as much as there were things that I really liked about it, there were enough things where I was like, what the fuck? And so I think it needed to have a bigger gap from season one for me, too. So if I gave season one a five, then I think this is more of a four for me. And but for so- me, I gave it the, since I, by the way, I was teetering between four and four and a half, too, but you told me. You know, I gave, I thought I gave them both four and five and, five and a half. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, like this teeters between the two, but since it's the worst of the three in my mind. So oh, yeah, I'm going to give that, but it's, it's still really good. No, I know. And like, it's just I not as say, good. Like, I don't know if we've ever really discussed this, but like, as far as when we give reviews of stuff, I would say a four is still worth watching. Yeah. Definitely. And, and like, and then some, and like, I'm, I'm I have no problem watching it. And, as we've gone over, I feel like I've I finally figured out the grading system, even though we've been doing it for like six years. I finally figured it out. And I'm I've as you've noticed, I've given out way more three, three and a halfs and things like that, where I'm like, it wasn't a complete bag of shit, but like it's not really recommendable. Mm-hmm. And so this is without question recommendable, but I'm gonna go four. So it's and still I, better than Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's still better than yeah. Bubba Fett, but it's not as good as Andor, it's not as good as the first two seasons of this, and it's really in totality not as good as like Clone Wars or Rebels. Yeah, and, and for your I'm thinking about it now too. That you said it like when I give something a six, so six to me is like 
you are required if you're going to listen to any this podcast anymore you need to see this like this is required viewing this is yeah. this shit's homework like you need to go see that yeah yeah five is like a must watch four is like we would recommend it if someone was like was this good you'd be like yeah yeah three is forgettable yeah and if you get below a three it sucks yeah yeah like it's hard to get a one it's yeah, really hard like because that's the other thing is because famously you can't watch everything so right. if we go into it like we're already we're already hand selecting certain things to watch so that's mm -hmm. why like we've given out i think only the one one and that was jupiter's legacy yes and probably only a couple of twos not a ton of two I mean, we definitely have but like i think you lot. gave it strikes me i think you gave the hellboy reboot a two and i, I gave it like a four yeah yeah that might be right <laughs> i yeah, love that, that movie be. Yeah, no, I hear you. I still love it. It's <laughs> uh, so bad. There's a good question from our guy Josh in the chat. How many Star Wars properties are rock hard, laser beams, monkey dick sixes? One. Just Empire? Just Empire. <sighs> yeah, you didn't give Rogue One a six? Probably not. Probably it's a five. That's Close. a five for me. Man. Yeah, because there's no, because at that point, there's Jedi. No, there are no Jedi. In Rogue One, yeah, there's Donnie oh, but, Yen, but like he's like a he's yeah. turned himself up. But yeah, but you get Darth former Vader. Jedi. Yeah, good. You get Darth Vader scene. So that's a five and a half. It's not a six though. Yeah, I I think man, you know what? I think we did that one. We can we can go back yeah. to the same spreadsheet. I think we probably did give it a five and a half. Clone Wars and Rebels to me are. I don't think you can't give them a six only because there's so many. Like there are so moments. Many where it's a six there might even be a season or two that it's a six but if you're grading the entire thing you can't go six or even one and again they've this show veers a little bit they veer way off the track and come back yeah. on those shows so it's yeah, hard well, they, do, well, they do like 22 episodes some right. Of them, right some of the seasons and then what about the original though i might go empire and like episode four that might be a six. uh no i don't give i'm I on principle I don't give that movie a six. Do you know why I don't give that movie a six? Too much um too much nudity. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> too much full penetration. They didn't give Chewie a medal. Yeah. No, I don't do care that, for that. Why do you think that is? Racists. Yeah. All the white guys got medals. I'm just saying. Yeah, fuck. You're probably right. Mm -hmm. Or so that knocks it down at least a half stone. Seriously. Yeah, what else? Yeah, because Andor, I think we both gave five and a half to, so that's close. Mm -hmm. And then Phantom Menace. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Like, it, it is funny, and I acknowledge it. Like, I, I view Star Wars very similar to X Men, where like I love every fucking X Men thing that you could possibly mm -hmm. throw at me, and I understand that half of it's shit, and like I'll still watch it, and I'll still like eat it up like a fucking pot roast. Yep. Um, all right. So that's non-spoiler. So Davey's going four and a half. Four. I'm going yep. four. You can let us know at Dork Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe I'm too harsh on it. We'll hash it out right now as we get to spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. All right, so episode one is chapter 17, The Apostate, where Mando helps Grief Karga fight off some pirates. You get Babu Frick. 
Now, they said that they're the Ancelans, but they never said his name. But it does look an awful lot like him. I feel like the lead guy's got to be Babu. It's got to be Babu, but they just call them the Ancelans. Right? Yeah, because he's trying to he's trying to rebuild IG-11, which is a good call, because IG-11, as voiced by Taika Waititi in the first ever episode of The Mandalorian, was a great character, a great droid. And so trying to bring him back, and that kind of comes off and on throughout this season as well. But that's uh, that's pretty good stuff. And right away, another connection with a character that debuted in, I guess let's call it the new trilogy, mm-hmm. the Skywalker Saga, whatever you want to call it, 7, 8, 9, Babu Frick. And because this takes place in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, actually a little bit closer to Jedi, I yeah. believe. So the fact that Babu Frick is already kind of operating in this world, he knows Grief Karga. I'll take it. I like it. Um, this is laugh number one that my children have. Okay. Laughing at the bad baby. No squeezy. Love they it. thought that was the coolest thing. Anytime I Grogu's on the screen, I tell them to come look because yeah. I don't know what they're like. Oh, come, come see. And Grogu's now cool. my younger daughter like brought something to me the other day. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? She's like, Dabokin. Dabokin. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, gotta, like, you have to figure I'm like, all right. All right she just right. meant put, put new batteries in it, but she said it like, course no 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 the book like, okay <laughs> i get yeah. they know my, what? pretty good see there's the thing about that's cool about like kids is like they're my kids are getting now to the point where like they get references and will kick flip off of references Fucking so great. yeah so i so my she comes up to me it was like a walkie-talkie she's like the boken the boken right <laughs> and i go all right all right and my older daughter pokes her head around the corner and she goes she wants you to fix it yeah <laughs> And I go, I got it. Like I, I, I understand the reference. I got it. Yeah. yeah. No, but she was like what Carl Weathers was doing. Yeah, she's translating. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Even it's though great. I can understand her. Yeah. By the great. way, Carl Weathers and this whole thing, like <laughs> so campy, so goofy. Like I thought the whole season was going to be like this because you have him being like the he's literally doing the fists on the hips thing. But and, he's uh, he's acting in like a different show. And I know it's a weird show, but it's like, yeah. hey, dude, we're not all doing this. But it's he not the goes Princess Bride. The- right. Like he's doing like the prince, like a humperdink thing, and I, like I don't get it's that. Weird. I didn't get space swamp thing. That seemed to me really goofy. No. Oh, uh, Chard. What the fuck was his name? He looked like a plate of kale, like a plate of wet kale. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gorian Shard. Gorian Shard. Gorian Shart. Gorian more like Gorian Shart, right? What I would say. Uh, also, in episode one, Mando goes to meet with Bo-Katan, and she's just. Like alone, chilling in a castle, all by herself. That thing where she's got one leg on the arm of the throne, leaning back, waiting for someone to come call him. There's nobody there. Nobody there. What are you doing? That's a weird thing. It's a weird. It's a cool visual, but when you stop and take two seconds to be like, why is she dressed up? Why is she sitting there? Does she do that all the time? She's ready to go, no matter what. Ready to go when no one's around. How do you like? What do you do? You see people coming. Like you're the only thing. You're only shopping town. If you see a spaceship, it's coming to see you. I do love Bo-Katan, though. Bo-Katan was the, uh, the MVP of the whole season. MVP of the season, for yeah. sure. That's another thing. Like That's an argument that I don't uh, have a problem with when they were like, oh, like the Mandalorian. It's not even about the Mandalorian. It's like, well, no, it's about this Mandalorian, and she's better. So I have no she's, problem with that. That character is way more compelling than a guy who – I mean, how many seasons of a guy who barely talks can we do? Yeah. And I get it. It's Pedro Pascal, but, like, it's No, not. he's – He's cool. I like him. 
But like oh, yeah. Bo Katan and having like the, the backstory and the episodes from Clone Wars, like I love her. Like she's awesome. Oh, yeah. But all but I'm saying is like Din Djarin is like little vanilla, like the character, you can only do so much with that guy. Now, do you think he has and I know we're gonna go through each episode and this is sort of jumping ahead, but do you think he has um in a way like gone too far away from like what made him cool at the beginning like he was a bounty hunter and like he was doing a job and he's a fucking badass didn't care about anything and obviously he grew to love grogu and broke his own rules but now like and by the end of it like he's essentially like a good guy like a straight up good guy yeah. like is that is that all right or do you think he needs to like toe the line a little bit more no and, and i think at the end of the season they kind of brought that back around and kind of acknowledged that like this isn't what i do like i'm not here to settle down and be yeah. like full-on mandalorian and watch you like pray to the the forge or whatever like i'm gonna do my own thing yeah yeah and i think that's now so much has happened you you can take i mean bo katan's gonna get her own show like we're just whether animated or not like that's I just gonna so. happen right well, I, that's she's... what we're setting this up for because every time someone's successful in this universe they have yeah spinoffs so like yeah. remember they're supposed to do one with fucking G, uh gina carano yeah, as long as you're okay, as long as you, you know, relax on Twitter, I would yeah. think Katie Sackoff gets herself a spinoff show. And she's been a great follow throughout she's this whole great. thing. I She's awesome. And, and one of the cool things, because she was the voice in uh, Clone Wars, too. Like, so yeah. she she's already known and loved this character. Then she got a chance to. And it's funny. She went back and retweeted one of her own tweets from, like, four year, three years ago when she just it was kind of a vague thing about how excited she was. And she's like, you'll know soon. But it must have been when they told her, like, hey, we're bringing you into the fold, like, live action. Could you imagine getting that call? No, because you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I'm glad to be a part of this. No, oh, they're making that show. And, like, you probably don't even really put two and two together. And then they're like, no, we want you to actually be the character. So, yeah, so you want me to, like, voice it? They're like, no, we want you to come no. and do it. I want you to act in it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, chapter two. Or no, 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 episode two, chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore. This is, once again, Mando's trying to fix IG-11. He goes to Tatooine and visits uh, Peli Motto, played by, is it Amy Sedaris? Sedaris, yeah. I actually really like this character. I do, too. I like her quite a She's bit. She's like his weird aunt. Yes, and, like, I love how she talks to the droids. I love how she, like, knows stuff, and she's just, like... Street she's just smart. like scamming she's scamming people yes she's a little hustler, i love her you know yeah. love it. it's a great character uh and then this is where he gets his droid r5d4 which great trivia is the droid that luke skywalker almost bought and then it started to fucking like whatever then uh, r2d2 like zap them or whatever and then or then they gets r2d2 instead is that right yes so if you go back to episode four the first ever star wars movie r5d4 is in it and he's actually the one that's about to get bought and then he said, "Don't oh, you don't want?" He said, "What about this one?" He's like, "You don't want that one." Yeah, because didn't he do? I forget. Didn't R two do something to him? No, he was going to buy. Yeah, C three PO did, but he no, it was R two D two did something to yeah. the other one. But he said, "No, you don't want this one." It's like basically it's got issues or something. You know, pretty but fucking cool. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he almost went down that path, and instead he's with the Mandalorian now. So he wants to go bathe in the waters, the living and, waters. Yeah, the living waters, and like a decent enough episode he ends up getting attacked and you know one of the great things about star wars is all the different creatures that come like whether they be sea creatures or whatever and then grogu escapes out of there bo katan comes and saves him and then when she saves because she like doesn't 
buy this shit and she's like whatever but then she sees that mythosaur yeah. in the water and the fucking eyeball opens up and it's like eh, it's kind of scary you know it's scary, scary. Little scene there and things huge too it's enormous because like yeah. mandalore has been decimated because uh the empire was like these guys are badass and they can fucking get us if they want to so we need to destroy them like you go back and watch clone wars and some of that stuff for that but this so like the first two episodes were like good like they weren't great i wouldn't say they weren't bad by a long stretch but they they were they were they were good they're fine to good yeah the first yes first two were yeah i was like okay i see where this is going this is this will be good but again i i don't know if we're doing silly or we're doing serious you're right you know that's where i was throughout this whole thing yeah grief cargoes and then it all got to a fucking crashing halt in episode episode three three. chapter 19 called the convert starts good ends good because you get some good stuff yeah good bookends with bo katan and mando and flying around and like that both of their abilities to fly and all that stuff uh but then this is just the long ass dr pershing episode and how like the empire is over and like you gotta now it's the new republic and even tim meadows who's great and everything even Mm -hmm. tim meadows couldn't save this episode and it was so weird you almost felt like they knew what was happening bookending it with like two action sequences with with character it was so jarring that you had to be like all right well this was done on purpose like because in the first 10 minutes like all right we got them they're going to sit through the rest of this, hoping that it comes back. And it only comes back in like the last five minutes. Oh, so like yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. They knew this episode sucked. They knew they had to get through all this information, which they didn't. They could have just do the thing where they do the beginning of the episode, like show the guy again. And then that's all you needed. You didn't need to bring him back. You could have just mentioned his name. Oh, it was awful. Cause this was the, this this episode was the only one that was like close to an hour. So even if you take the bookends of like five and five, it's probably forty five minutes of nonsense in the middle. And you're like, all right, cool. Like Coruscant is like a crazy city, and then, uh, but I didn't like either character. I wasn't interested in either one at all. And oh man, that just that just dragged. It absolutely yeah, dragged. Is the point that like the New Republic or whatever is going to be the New Republic is like they posing themselves to be really good but at the same time like they're torturing people and like you know doing all of these I mean, things that they say flawed. that the empire clearly, did clearly yeah, yeah they're they're flawed but it's like i don't know i didn't really give a shit about that like, i didn't give a shit into, no like if you get into later when we get into like sort of the 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 early going of like the first order that's far more interesting and i guess there is some overlap but like it was fucking brutal so that 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 episode sucked and like that's what drags this down to me and that's that's why it's a four is is because of that one all right so, so that took it down a whole point for me yeah so that Stinks. i was like all right we're like six uh, and i do that like i start with a six and then work my way back yeah. so like all right now we're at a five after <laughs> these three episodes you know good point yeah so so three points so now we get to the uh, episode four chapter 20 the foundling and this is sort of the two for episode here where Paz Vizsla, the guy with the fucking huge like minigun or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, his kid after he loses a bout with Grogu. I cool little storyline. Like Mando's trying to train Grogu like a Mandalorian, which is hilarious because yeah. he's just, like tiny little guy. <laughs> and he's like doing Jedi shit, and they're just like yeah. okay with it, but whatever. So after Paz Vizsla's kid loses to Grogu, he gets taken by this huge like bird thing and takes off. And then they like try to go and get him or whatever. But 
Also, Grogu, this is the episode where he has visions of like what happened to him during Order 66. And you get a, we're introduced to a brand new Jedi, one we've never seen before, Kelleran Beck, I think his name yes. was, and played by Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Banks. And he saves him. And some pretty cool, pretty cool um, action scenes there in that one. And it, I thought that was a great, you know, a guy who was universally panned by the Star Wars universe and is a bit of a joke to actually yeah. have a very significant role, no matter how small, like coming back and pretty cool as himself and doing yeah. kick-ass things. I thought yeah. that was sweet. So that episode helped that helped that mm -hmm. kind of bounced back a little bit. Any, I, you can do order 66, a thousand times and see it from a thousand different angles. And I'm in on it. It was also like, you know, watching the Mandalorians work together and like take down that huge thing in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Was that this episode? They took down the huge thing at the beginning and then did the other thing, the big birds. And then yeah. they gave the, the uh, chicks to like, the people like the yeah. caption they gave nah, they yeah. that was serving me like thor vibes a little with bit the goats also odd that they would camp out in that place considering they almost got killed by the underwater creature and then when that big bird thing came one of them was like oh yeah this didn't go well the last time it happened i'm like get the fuck out of there then um do you think they need to be near water to do their whole thing uh maybe yeah that was what I was thinking. Like in order to do their whole that looked like a tough ritual place to thing. Be. That yeah. was not great. It was like living in a cave. Mm -hmm. Not great. All right. So now we get to the second half of the season, episode five, chapter twenty-one, the pirate. You get over more pirate action here, but you do at the beginning of this episode get a cameo of Zeb, the big mm -hmm. creature at the bar, is one of the main characters in Rebels, and they don't. He has like one line. There's not really much of an introduction to him. They never say his name, and then he never comes back again. But it's just sort of a little tip of the cap. It's also an acknowledgement because Rebels takes place after episode three, before like leading right up to episode four. So a number of years have gone by, like 15 years probably have gone by. We have no idea what happened to this guy. And he's still fucking out there. He's still, he's still fighting the good fight. And again, this is one of those like kind of subtle nods. Like they didn't have to say his name. They didn't. They just gave him a line. And even he was just in the bar. He, yeah. People would have noticed him. Yeah. Um. There is one. I, I think I saw. So behind him, on like the last episode when they go to the bar again, there's someone with a cow black cowboy hat sitting like way in the back. And I'm like, is that Dave Filoni? Is Dave Filoni like in it, like with a cowboy hat on? Probably. Um. But uh, it, he looks. <laughs> it's funny. Like I can't tell if it's him or like Kevin Pollock because they kind of look the same. <laughs> yeah, they do um what was i gonna say so I, but it was another one wasn't the the guy who flew the x-wing to like tip them off or like give them the info um didn't wasn't chopper in his x-wing with him or am i thinking of something um, else um oh was he i don't know i know chopper is in the uh ahsoka trailer oh okay okay chopper's yeah. definitely in that i don't okay. know if chopper's in this um, but you do get uh what's his name that was in last season of um Mandalorian. So we'd already seen the guy pop up that he went to go and, and talk to. Uh Carson Tiva is his yeah. name. And so Grief Karga contacts him, and then that sort of gets this whole thing going. He's like, Hey, we need a little bit of help. And long story short, uh, they end up fighting off Gorian Shard. So they already like the pirates were in it in the first episode, and like kind of whatever they wanted to drink and whatever they got thrown out of there by the Mandalorian but now you get like a full-on fight with them but the whole point was like they were then working for somebody else like you find out that they were working for somebody else later on yeah yeah um I thought the end of this episode was really good so uh episode 
Wait a minute. We're, yeah, yeah uh, chapter 21, the pirate, right? Yep. So the end of this episode, so now you get Carson Tava, and he's like in outer space or whatever, and he finds that ship, and he's like, well, what the fuck's going on? This is weird. And then he goes in there, and he's like, this is where this is where Moff Gideon was supposed to be, and it's really kind of creepy. And you can film outer space the same way you can film like underwater, where like you're kind of shooting it, and you're like, I can't really see what that is, and like you have to get right. closer to it, and things can pop up, and so it's kind of horror movie, like alien, very feel. dead space, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, it's like Beskar alloy or whatever, or Beskar armor, like something like. So it's like whether you're thinking either a Mandalorian got him out or somebody with mm-hmm. Mandalorian technology got him out, but that sort of kicks off this final three episode arc, uh, where Moff Gideon is now a player once again, right? Which is uh, now we're looking for him again. We're ready for Moff Gideon, yeah. and then you get episode six, chapter twenty-two, Guns for Hire, and this is the Jack Black, Lizzo, Christopher Lloyd episode where Mandalorian and uh, Bo-Katan go on a little bit of a side quest, a little side quest, and he and with droids, and it didn't really matter to. I think them. The whole point of that episode was for them to get to the other Mandalorian crew, but they couldn't. They yes. had to do this thing for this. And yes. here's one of the things that I hope they stop doing is that jack black is immediately recognizable lizzo <laughs> is immediately like even like if you just had christopher lloyd like those of us I'm like oh my god it's fucking emmett emmett doc brown you know um but to have all three of them in the same episode just took me completely out of it yeah having all three of them was definitely a uh, a choice made by john favreau because i thought like if if they played lesser roles even like if jack black and lizzo were a couple on like a certain planet like to me great like that's cool like whatever but there wasn't really a whole lot else going on in this episode and they super distracting yeah and they solved like a very who cares minor problem for them on like a planet that we never saw before and we may never see again and you do eventually get bo-katan challenging axe wolves who's now with like Sasha Banks and they're like this separate Mandalorian group. And because Bo-Katan doesn't have the dark saber anymore, they're like, fuck you. But she does get the dark saber back in this episode, which so like things happen, but it was very much of a side, like wait till the final two, wait till the final two episodes. I would have liked to have seen Din Djarin and and Bo-Katan fight, even if they were just for show, even if it was just for show, I think that would have been cool. Um, but it is kind of like a, a loophole a little bit where he was like, well, the thing that took it from me, she killed that thing. So technically it's hers. Like, yeah. why didn't you tell her that weeks weeks before? Right. Which did happen. It that absolutely did. Recently. But like, that, why did you wait until that yeah. moment? Yeah. Why didn't you just give it to her and be like, well, that's what happened? Yeah, no, I know. All right. But then you get to the best, in my opinion, the best episode of the season, which is episode seven, chapter 23, mm-hmm. The Spies. And you get introduced to the Shadow Council, Moff Gideon, Hux. It's like well, Hux that's, Hux, that's Hux's Hux father. It is, yeah, yeah no, it's his. Kid, no, no, right? it's, no, it's his. No, the Hux you know from the movies is his kid. Okay, but the actor Donald Gleason, who's Brent, Brendan Gleason from Banshees of Inisherin, that's his yeah. kid. But anyway, the Hux who you saw is played by Donald Gleason's brother. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, so like his brother is playing his father. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, there's a round and round you go on that. 
but so you get like this group and so this is sort of the early forming of uh the first order Mm -hmm. so the empire's dead however or is it right because they're talking about how oh you go all over the place and there are people that still they're still on board with the empire so like this is what we need to to get behind and one of the members mentions thrawn who is a massive character from rebels and there's been comic books and books written about thrawn and everything else and Moff Gideon's like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, like I don't really know about that. And they're like, no, I'm serious. And so we don't see Thrawn, but he's at least mentioned. We know he's going to be in the Ahsoka show because Ahsoka's obviously going to be after him. But this Shadow Council shit is awesome, and it's it is. just like them getting together. Uh, but then some of the conversations they have too about cloning and um. What was it? Operation Necromancer or whatever. Necromancer, which is pretty on the nose. Yeah, but yeah. I'll take it. So this is my this is my take too. And I, I that was the whole reason for that stupid fucking scientist. Like, and you all you had to do was mention his name. You didn't have to give him a whole hour long episode. Correct. You, you could have just mention it. You didn't need it at all, or you could have even done five minutes of it, whatever, if yeah. you wanted. But you didn't need to do a whole episode of it. But that part to me is Filoni. Uh, did such a great job with Clone Wars and Rebels, and it actually made you want to like go back and like put the pe- like watch the original trilogy again and sort or of like dare I bit. say it, read a book. <laughs> True, because they have all these things that are canon that are in books, and you're like, I yeah. kind of should probably read that. I should go back and read it. Yeah, and so now what I think he's doing is like there's some certain things with the last trilogy where you kind of roll your eyes about like Snoke, like Palpatine coming back again, and I think Filoni's like, all right, let's figure this out let's try to how do we make it make sense yeah let's get in on the ground floor of like who would have tried to get palpatine back like who would have cloned him who would have created this snoke character mm-hmm. and how do we go from like clone troopers to stormtroopers and all this other bullshit so like i love it like th- this is the good stuff when you're talking about like connecting the whole universe together it was it was pretty cool. In the next episode, there was something that I I really liked too. But we'll we'll get to that once we start. Okay. Uh, Moff, Moff Gideon also at this point he asked for backups against the Mandalorians, and he gets the Beskar Stormtroopers. He also, he also gets the how do you pronounce this? The Praetorian Guards. Praetorian, yeah. So these are the fuckers that we got that are protecting Snoke in yes. uh, Last Jedi and Force Awakens. They're scary as shit, and so they're clearly like hired arms like hired guns well the praetorian guard and even the romans or greeks where they were the personal bodyguards of the caesar so got it asking for them they're like the best they're like black ops they're like best trained soldiers you have become yeah. praetorian guardsmen they had to be a certain height they had to be a certain like build oh, there's a whole thing sick too and you yeah. get some really good fight scenes here and so uh also in this episode grief cargo rebuilds ig11 he calls him ig12 and, and at first, Babu Frick's in it, and then he's like, now Grogu can drive it around, which comes in handy because Grogu and Mando kind of like save each other a few times during during all this. And I forgot to mention, once they did give him the suit, that was Davy Girl laugh, belly laugh number two was the yes and the no. Yes and no is pretty good. <laughs> yes and no was definitely good. When, he's, when he was like, get out, he's like, no. And he just kept oh. like running around. No, no, <laughs> no. Just kept running around like they thought that it's was the funniest. Thing. No, no. It was. <laughs> It was funny. So you get you do get a good fight scene between this. Um, they all come collapsing down on Mandalore because Moff Gideon has like created this whole thing or whatever. Um, that was a cool shot when they were going down as backup. 
yeah and the other ship the tie interceptors came up yeah like, that was a cool shot like they went into the clouds and then they came out of the clouds oh this is this is without a doubt the most rewatchable yeah. episode for like cool scenes or even just the storyline mm-hmm. or whatever like this was the far and away the best one paz Vizla, he goes out a very honorable death blaze of glory blaze of glory so like the two sides of the mandalorians coming together this is my other big issue is the way they set this up the armorer who we haven't even really talked about in this episode yet the armorer who's sort of been there throughout the series and speaks in like riddles almost and then she's the one that really unites the two sides of Mm -hmm mandalorians like the and that she's the one that's like hey bo katan she walks in both worlds so she doesn't need to wear the helmet anymore but she's still one of us and you're like she seems like she's up to something and then so she's the one that unites the mandalorians and then they all get to a place at the same time and moff gideon is like great you guys all came together like this is perfect Mm -hmm. ends up just being dumb luck it should have been an armorer double twist or double turn but it was still might get that but it was it was uh because where are they getting the best car i mean i know they're getting it from mandalore but they don't have the forge like how are they then she was like fighting pretty hard though she had some cool fights she was swinging swinging hammers yeah yeah but i was like it seemed i mean i guess this is good because it seemed a little obvious and then it wasn't that but at the same time i'm like if these two sides never they weren't gonna come together at any point and moff gideon even makes a line when he's talking to like his spy he's like they wouldn't work together he's like they hated each other for centuries so you know the armor put them together and then moff gideon just benefits because like dumb luck like, yeah eh, kind of lame um it was kind of lame but also uh we forgot skinny pete is a ice pirate mandalorian skinny. ice pirate skinny nice pete. to see him back yeah so he retweeted same thing that um katie sackoff did so he retweeted like an old tweet that was like sorry guys i asked about it like i want i had this idea to bring skinny pete back for better call saul like i I was in talks to maybe do it but it never really worked out but i'm working on something really cool right now so i can't tell you much i can't tell you much about it but if it works out it's going to be awesome hashtag this is the way wow no shit it was like or the way or something it was like yeah yeah yeah. that's pretty good um yeah, so this episode too. So Paz Vizsla is killed, and then uh, Mando is captured. So like, all right. Uh, yeah. So my my buddy Fridge, friend of the podcast, Fridge, sent me this thing. I think I sent it to you too. It was Paz Vizsla shooting his gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, eat fucking bullets, you fucking you. Was it eat fucking bullets? You fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we? Ten years old? I've seen every cock on the planet. Eat fucking bullets, you fuckers. Yeah, suck. You fucking suck. <laughs> uh so i kind of thought that mando might be like captured for like a while and that might be like a storyline trying to get him back but no go to the the finale episode 8 chapter 24 the return mando escapes pretty quickly with the help of grogu in the Mm -hmm. ig12 suit you see the moff gideon clones see this is what i didn't like i had a i had a i i would you see the tanks and you see there's cloning happening I didn't like that it was he was cloning himself. It makes sense. It's better for the story, but you know what would have been cooler? If it was Din Jaren. Din Jaren. It was him. He was cloning him. Because they got in a fight. You might have been able to grab a sample off of him. Yeah. That would have been cool. But you also learned why he wanted uh, Grogu in the first place. Yes. Is because he was trying to like 
have a tie in everything like mandalorian armor like jedi shit like him You're missing one thing yeah yeah, yeah. and how, where did he get it where did he get thing? So he said they were they weren't ready yet but they had been imbued with the force where did he get it mm. he also that's interesting for something that was so important they were destroyed very easily very quickly yes like just pop holes in them they all they're all done <laughs> Like, just flush the toilet they're gone just why yeah. <laughs> we solved it you're like wait yeah. what that was it so, yeah. so that to me was like it was cool and i'm with you like it would have been co- even cooler if it maybe was dinda jaren um but that was just like it was here it is and then it's gone and then he also destroyed the dark saber and i hate that like sure you can make the case like well now like you're gonna have to lead in more of like a I don't know traditional sense or this would now make it so like don't worry about the dark saber like so when the skywalker saga rolls on or anything post this there is no dark saber but the fucking dark saber is cool as hell and he it just like cool. grabs it and smashes it like with one hand you're like what well i think now with bo katan now there's no symbol for it. i think now she's gonna have to earn it yeah. now th- they could start voting they could start figuring yeah. out a new way. To yeah, probably. Out so she's going to have to fight extra hard to keep that now that that thing's gone. Yeah, yeah. And technically, she lost it. So she's not the if she comes back without it. Like, well, you're not the leader anymore because you don't have it. Well, and then it'll be so in uh, Ahsoka, which I assume takes place like right now or maybe a little bit later. Like Sabine Wren's going to be there, and I mm. wonder if Bo Katan's going to pop in at all. And then Sabine's going to be like, "So what happened to that dark saber I gave you?" She'll be like huh well it's what had happened <laughs> funny story uh funny y'all you're not gonna believe it how much time do you have now this don't get, also, mad. Don't get mad don't get mad but this also ended in and i know star wars is for kids and i know i'm not the smartest person in the world however there are also times where the dialogue is so basic it's insulting like it's mm-hmm. so like Here's what, hey, Mando, here is a house for you to stay at, but you will also have adventures. When you aren't on your adventures, please stay here. Like, it's very, like, video game. Like, yeah, this is your safe house. Like video games, but, like, yeah, it's a safe <laughs> house. But the way they explain the end, I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, we, we kind of get it. Like, they just wanted to reset everything. Yeah. Mando has a house, where he's, but nobody's going to bother him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to kind of work for the New Republic, but not work for the New Republic. But if you need me, you can come get me. You know, like they yeah. just. So now, well, now he's free to do anything he wants, which yes. is. Yes. So that's that's great. But I, I love it. When you see him sitting on the porch with his feet up, you expected to see like press X to save your game whenever at a porch. hundred <laughs> you know? percent. It was it was <laughs> such a video game like start like you just leveled up you can't go back now like this is where like everything goes this is where it resorts mm-hmm. to like you load your game you're here now this is right this is what it is like all right that's or fine. if you die this is where you'll come back bounce back here right and you and grogu can go and leave you don't have to choose your mission help out grief cargo with a pirate they go right. into outer space storylines don't matter anymore no nope. nope. just do uh, and but now he's free to show up in yeah ahsoka he's free to show yeah. up in whatever boba fett is next whether you know so he, now he can True. The other ones too. True. Do you think Moff Gideon is definitely dead, or do you think no? Yeah. If if, um, if they don't show, if they don't fully show it, they got to assume he makes he's, it out of he's it. He's head to toe in Beskar. Like fire is not going to hurt. Like they have flamethrowers, but sweet flamethrower action in this 
series as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But if fucking Darth Maul's not dead. That's true. Darth Maul survived it. Well, he, he got cut in half and fell thousands of feet. Yeah, like, sure. he's still alive. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's dead now, but he's survived. Well, you get what I mean. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do, I want to see a Moff Gideon Thrawn face-to-face at some point. Mm-hmm. Whether that's in Ahsoka or wherever else. All right. How many seasons of the Mandalorian do you want? Five. Yeah, because John Favreau was like, "Oh, it could be a million. No, nope. five's good. Because like, I can you run all the way up to episode seven? Mm-hmm. Could you pass it? Could you pass that by? You could. You could technically you could. be on the outskirts of it and survive it, and then you could be. And then I would love to see Grogu as an apprentice, or at that point, he would probably be a master. Yeah, in the new Jedi Order. Yeah, see, that would be interesting. Because, like, Thrawn disappeared for a long time. Like, Thrawn was such a great character, but then they were like, oh, shit, we got to, like, literally send him on a boat with, like, flying whales and, like, get him out of here. Yeah. And that way he skips everything that happened in the original trilogy. Like, there's no reference of Thrawn. There's no anything of Thrawn. But then he's going to be back safe and sound. So, like, you could, if you yeah. want to really make a major jump with Grogu and Din Djarin, I guess you could. Now, I would love to see, so I know they've announced this new trilogy, so it's going to be like, what, 10, 10, 11, and 12 with like the new Jedi Order, Daisy Ridley, like all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Is it definitely a new trilogy? I don't know. Yeah, so that's what they, no. I guess at that Star Wars Fest, they were okay. talking about a new trilogy. But um, yeah, I would love to see her like getting together any Jedi she could find and then have Grogu who talks now because he's got to be like, yeah, oh, at that point, 100. Hopefully. No, he's good. No, he's already pretty old. He's what they say he's like 40 or something like that. Like he's 40 yeah. years old. And then so he's gotta be yeah, right? Because he's already alive. So he's gotta be almost a hundred. And yeah. Yoda was eight hundred when he died. So he's gotta be like talking yeah. at this point, right? They just age slower. Yeah, they could. Yeah, 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 for sure. How do you think or how should Din Djarin die? Um, in service to uh let's see protecting grogu obviously probably but, um i think it's one of those situations where like he just like s- sacrifices himself as in true star wars fashion to yeah. save others but like i wonder because like i it's like in wrestling right like to get a character over like you have to be you have to be beat a character right like in movies and like in like these kind of things or comics if like kylo ren kills him or if like somebody or the like, knights of ren like, or the show knights up. of ren they mm-hmm. smoke them out that would sort of like bump them up way because way technically more. he he would have known kylo ren would have known about grogu if he worked with luke as well yeah i would think so right yeah so he knows who he is yeah yeah, yeah they, they definitely probably work together at some point mm-hmm. pretty cool pretty good stuff anything else on uh season so I it's feel still good. I, it's I still good. I kind of given it a four, but I'm like, I liked it. I definitely liked it, and I loved episode seven, and I I loved a few other parts, but like enough of it was like like all that pirate shit. <laughs> episode three, the uh, the guns for hire episode. Like I don't know, mm. you know, it's an it's enough to have it a four. It's a strong four, but it's it's a four nonetheless. So all right. That's that's what I got. Oh, you know what? Actually, I have a I have a really good one of these for you. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may choose at this time to defend a goal? 
I will receive because I'm as equally as impressed with my pick of the pod this week, but I want to get it out of the way because I want to hear because you're excited about yours, which is a rare thing. Yeah. So I started, it's a book, believe it or not, but nerd with a caveat. So I was looking at a book. It's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being, and it's written by Rick Rubin, master producer, spiritualist, one of probably what Dr. Dre calls the greatest producer to ever live, Rick Rubin, who, if you know anything about him, has he's recorded every act like you've ever heard of in your life. And he was um, in an episode of Dave last season. He was season. in an episode of Dave last met, season. Met with Biff Whiff instead. Yeah, and he's like this incredibly like weird spiritualist guy, but he talks about like the creative process and like ways to look at it and like all of these things. And it's it's one of the most, for me personally, like one of the most important books I've read in years. But I say read, so here's the caveat. On Audible, if you use your, you can, it's on Audible, you can use your free monthly book to, if you're a Prime subscriber. And it's read by Rick Rubin. So it's Ooh, his voice. And he, I don't cool. know if you've ever heard an interview with Rick Rubin. He I has have. like the most calming voice. Yeah. I he love it. Talks, he talks like, so if you get the audiobook, that's awesome. And listen to Rick Rubin for five hours and you'll right. never regret it. Love it. All right. Very good. Uh, I have, believe it or not, another TV show. And I know what you're thinking. Like, Keith, Jesus Christ, you're watching too much TV. There's so many good TV shows. I decided I'm like I, I caught up on everything pretty quickly and I'm like, well, what else should I watch? I went on to Peacock. It's streaming on Peacock right now. Mrs. Davis. Oh, is this wait, Mrs. Davis? It's I think only going to be eight episodes, and they did one of these weird things where they released the first four this weekend, or yeah. no Thursday, this past Thursday they released the first four, and then it's going to be weekly the rest of the way. So the lead is Betty Gilpin, the girl. Yes, yeah, she plays from- like a nun. Yes, she's a nun. Yeah, and she play. She was in Glow, the show Glow yes. with Allison Brie. They were like sort of like frenemies or whatever you want to call it. But the reason why I watched it, I like her very much. But the reason I I watched it was it's co-created by Damon Lindelof, who's done Lost, Watchmen, and The Leftovers. So you probably should give it a shot. Probably should give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's bananas. So and what it's like? It's her. It's she's a nun. Correct me if I'm wrong. So she's a nun, yeah. and she's like battling like an ai yep yeah pretty much the world is crazy man like the, if you no, pitch this says, show to someone 50 years ago they'd be like what the fuck are you saying no, i can't i can't pitch it now i can't even describe it other than like damon yeah. lindelof and this betty gilpin like so it's a good lead it's a good creator it's bananas it's not as good as watchmen or the leftovers but those are the two mm-hmm. of the best shows ever so the Quick IMDb premise is Sister Simone partners with her ex-boyfriend Wiley on a globe-spanning journey to destroy Mrs. Davis, a powerful artificial intelligence. I bet you'll be hooked. If you watch the first five minutes, I bet you'll be hooked. Okay. Most people, I, it, the first five minutes hooks me, and then you'll keep going. Um, they're like probably close to 50-minute episodes, like close to an hour, just under an hour episodes. It's... Uh, what else can I say about it without spoiling it? Because it is weird. Oh, so if, if you don't like a show where you uttered the phrase, this is fucking weird, yeah. then you don't watch this one. Like, <laughs> like if that if you're out on that stuff, if you're out on like, well, this is bizarre, like forget it. Skip that it. That was Legion for us. Yeah, Legion was well, no, Legion was also like too smart, probably. I think it was too much for me. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this one, but I don't think it's 
and there's definitely times where you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? But I, I, I'm going to see it through. I'm going to watch the rest of this. So we're, we're halfway through, I believe. Uh, and if you have Peacock, you can give it a rip. Mrs. Davis. Okay, so I have one more question for you regarding my... So I'm looking now yep. at Rick Rubin's discography ranked. Okay. Now, people have this, but I know... So one of them has System of a Down's Toxicity as his greatest album, produced album ever. I would agree. Why do you agree? <laughs> that was the question. Why <laughs> do you agree? Because top to bottom, soup to nuts, that that album has everything. Comes with prison song, ends with aerials. Like aerials, whoo! chop suey, which might be their best song. Yeah, but that was like Top halfway suey. down the album. Like it comes out with prison song that like dun 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 dun. Like that riff rules. Is it needles? Is that on there? It's yeah. a lot of one word titles in that one. I think it's like twelve tracks, if I remember correctly. That's so good. Oh, weird drum God. thing at the end. A weird drum hidden track, but yeah, they, it kind of goes off the deep end there. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's Rick Rubin's that. awesome. Is the point. What is your favorite system of a down song? Aerials, probably. Or Aerials or Inner Vision. Inner Vision is one that it was like a B side to something else. Like they never really Inner released it. Inner Vision. Yeah. I, I think it was that was it was like a it was supposed to be on Toxicity, but it didn't yeah. make it or something. I have that. Whatever. So it was like in between. It. Yeah. Yeah. In between Toxicity and the one with like BYOB and like. So I love like, BYOB. UIB is fucking a great song. That yeah, every day I probably have a different one. Uh I know yours isn't spiders. I hate I thought they were a joke band. I thought they this band sucks. I didn't get it. And then Toxicity came out and was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Toxicity fucking rules. Yeah. Uh Sweet Pea was another one I think it was really good. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of they had a lot of good ones. All right. So next week we could do Evil Dead Rise if we both see it and if we both like it. Let's commit to seeing it. Let's let's say to ourselves, All we're right. gonna do this. We're gonna wish it into existence. So mm -hmm. Evil Dead Rise, good good chance is next week. The following week is definitely Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. The deuce or three, the tra the tra the trace. The the tra the trace. All right, that'll uh, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Tell a friend. Tell a dork. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Dork Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, all, all that stuff. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe. Smash all anything, whatever you can. But be safe out there. And uh, Rod, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? What'd you say? You don't give a shit about anything, do you? Not really. <laughs>